Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Dr. E.J. McKenzie on Blog Talk Radio. your host, Dr. Jimmy Kenzie with the Master King. Joining with me tonight is my uh, beloved wife, Prophet Kathy. Uh, tonight will be our last night hosting the Master Key until the Lord say the same. I really enjoyed the time that we have uh, shared um, over this year. Uh, next week, matter of fact, next week, Tuesday, will be one year. Um, my wife shared it with me on last night. We got off the, uh, off the call, and so had no idea that we was embarking upon a year. I thought it was less than that, but I have enjoyed my time uh, with you. So we want to congratulate all of you all that has been a part of this master key, and we pray that uh, God has allowed us to share something uh, that was enlightening, uh, beneficial. Uh, to you in some kind of capacity. And um, we shared last night that the last two nights will be questions and answers. Uh, my daughter, matter of fact, commented on, on one of the questions on um, on last night and thought it was a very, very good uh, uh, question that was asked. And uh, uh, that's why I shared last night many times where uh, you may have a question, but you may be afraid that's a question, but it can be sometimes the very question that other people have in their hearts. Uh, before we continue, I'm just going to have Prophet Kathy to go ahead and greet you guys um, tonight before we continue to progress on. Good evening to everyone. Um, God bless you on this evening. Um, this is our last night, as uh, Dr. McKenzie has already um, stated, and um I also have enjoyed this time of uh, being with you and sharing the heart and the mind of God and and uh, just hearing what God had to say um, through you as well from the different uh, comments that we did receive. So we just know that God has something great in store. Um, this is uh, really not the end. Uh, this is a season of elevation. So we know God is um, taking us someplace in him, and we just thank God for what he is doing in and to us and through us. Okay. Well, uh, we have shared on so many topics. Um, Kathy, myself, uh, Kathy, uh, doing the women's uh, portion. Then we did the couples portion, and and then we did um, uh, the individual thing ourselves, and um, on very topics that um, God has articulated. So we're going to get ready to open up um, dialogue. Uh, with anyone that may have any question, and remember now, if we do not have any questions tonight, uh, we are going to be cutting it short tonight. Uh, I want to make this last um, uh, broadcast uh, uh, dedicated to you uh, to open up for any kind of questions you may have in any kind of area uh, that we've shared or we have not shared um, concerning relationships, um, faith. Um, uh, the Holy Spirit is the great teacher. Uh, he is our counselor, and he knows the heart and the mind of the Father as well as the Son. And so there's no one's intellect in this world or the world to come that is greater than the Holy Spirit, for he is God himself. So we want to open it up. We see where quite a few people get in uh, uh, chat tonight as well. So those of you that's in chat, if you don't want to type anything, uh, you can call in if you so desire. Uh, area code three uh, four seven two three seven five four nine three, or you just type out your question. And I don't know what was the deal last night, but uh, some of you guys had to type it twice uh, before we was able to read the whole thing. And so, uh, well, we'll see how it plays out tonight. Um, uh, but those that's already uh, with us tonight. You can press the one button on your uh, phone, and that will open up uh, the queue for us to be able to uh, uh, um, 
connect you uh, with us. So Prophet Kathy and myself, we're here tonight. So if you have any questions for Prophet Kathy, you can uh, uh, ask her, or you can ask myself, or you can ask both of us if you have any kind of question. Uh, so if there's anyone uh, that is with us, tonight, with, excuse me, with us tonight, you have any kind of question, take advantage of this last night. Now, we would love to hear from you tonight. Uh, uh, just dial one once again on your phone if you have any kind of question. Now, we're not going to be doing this that long, so if we do not have any questions, uh, we're going to go ahead and uh, terminate the call and um, and wish you a farewell. We pray we keep each other uh, lifted up in prayer. Once again, uh, those that's in chat, if you don't desire to type uh, your question, you can phone in, area code 347-237-5493. And those of you that has joined us, you just click the, uh, um, the one button on uh, your phone, and that will open you up and so we can uh, connect you, uh, tie you into the, uh, 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 the broadcast tonight. Uh, Prophet Scott, do you have anything that um, uh, before we uh, click, see, I know nobody have any questions tonight, but do you have anything um, that um, the Lord has spoken to you uh, concerning this, this year, uh, concerning the massacre, anything that I shared, or anything that you shared that um, uh, you may think uh, our uh, radio audience uh, may be beneficial Anything I shared in there is a prayer. Uh, God help us in that vein at this present time. And um, it's not just prayer, but it's getting us back into a, uh, a relationship and fellowship with him, uh, which is, I believe, one of the missing ingredients. Uh, men and women are churches that we know that uh, God is doing anything with. They are a church of prayer. Uh, that is one of the main areas that the enemy will always target, uh, your prayer life. Uh, if he can cut your communication off, he know he can be successful in manipulating you. Uh, we see this also in a natural warfare. Uh, when uh, an army is getting ready to invade a country, uh, one of the first things they do is destroy the communication system. So they are not able to communicate excuse me, with the military that is in the field. So uh, it's the same thing. The enemy will always attack your prayer life. If he can attack that and get you to become uh, liturgic uh, um, in your prayer life, he's going to be successful because God is always there to commune with you. But what the enemy wants to do is cut you off so you don't approach him. The scripture tells us that we are to draw near to God and God will draw near to us. We have to take the initiative. I'm going to tell you why. Because God is in heaven, we are on earth. And God does nothing in the earth without him cooperating with a man on earth. Now, when we see God doing something fresh and new in the earth, he will always come down and initiate that move because he's getting ready to do something fresh and getting ready to do something new. Uh, we see this um, uh, with uh, Noah. We see this with Abraham. Uh, we see this with Moses. So the angel of the Lord came to Moses' uh, mother in a dream and uh, uh, and began to speak to her about that child was going to be a deliverer. And so he, he, he initiates that, but further than that, we see that man is drawing near to God. So, But prayer is, is, is vital, and not just um, praying prayer, just to pray, but developing a communication uh, and fellowship relationship with him. And then uh, your life is going to take on new dimensions. It's going to take on new dimensions. And and, and in the beginning, it's hard work. I was talking to um, uh, someone today. Uh, I did a, um, I prayed at midnight. I felt led to to get a, uh, get a couple of men and to pray at midnight on Friday. We was going to pray from um from 12 to 3 a.m., and um, we ended up praying to 4.30. It went by so fast for us. Uh, that's 
that's when you get in a groove. When I mean a groove, that's when the spirit of the living God takes over. But he he made, he made a statement that uh, this gentleman that he got up and did the 3 a.m. watch this morning, and he said he struggled big time. We have a little outline that we use. He said it was such a challenge uh, this morning uh, uh, when he's coming to the end. I see well, my daughter experienced the same thing. She shared with me this morning. Um, I think it was our youngest daughter, wasn't it? Uh, youngest daughter. Uh, she'd been doing the watch with us. Uh, um, and uh, our middle daughter, Ecstasy. I think Ecstasy, this is her, how many days this is for her? This is her 18th day. Uh, uh, and our youngest daughter, this is her 11th uh, day uh, that they're doing the 3 a.m. watch with us. Uh, we're not forcing them, making them uh, to do this. And uh, they beat my wife and I down, and my, we're in my office at my house here. Uh, they already in, in place, and which reveals to me 11 measure of leadership characteristics and qualities that they have because you never uh, put yourself in a position that the leader has to wait on you. So you always be in place when the leader shows up. But... Um, uh, we're on our 30th day, if I'm not mistaken, right? It is our 30th day. We may go 40, um, but when we get 40, the Lord may tell us to go 70. And so we were going to go as long as the Lord tell us because some things is happening in the room of the Spirit. 3 a.m. is uh, what you would call the heightened time of spirituality. That's also natural, uh, excuse me, that's also uh, um, um the height of spirituality from a kingdom perspective, kingdom of God perspective, and the kingdom of the devil perspective. Uh, the witches and warlocks will tell you that that is the time, uh, the most holy and sacred time of all spirituality is at 3 a.m. Now, uh, and God, if you do a study on, uh, on 3 a.m. In, in the word of the Lord, God did a lot of great things during that particular time. Matter of fact, the children of Israel, uh, uh, that was a time uh, uh, that death angel, if I'm not mistaken, came to Egypt during that particular time, and they was getting ready to leave Egypt and pass through the Red Sea. So uh, a lot of things uh, uh, take place during those times, uh, and there's a reason why. God's got a purpose. He never do anything just to do it. I really had no intention to be shared on this and be on this phone this long. We don't have nobody asking no questions here. But maybe the Lord wants to bless somebody with this here. But there's no coincidence in the word. There's no coincidence about nothing. So certain things happen at certain times. There's a reason. And always understand that, that the earth is really influenced by the constellations. Uh, people that fish, I'm not a fisherman, they'll tell you that the best time to fish is uh, when the moon is certain things happening with the moon, that low tide, high tide, I don't understand any of those kinds of things. But all of those things uh, uh, have an influence on the earth. God comes down at certain time. The angel come down at the Pool of Bethesda at a certain time every year. Uh, uh, um, all of this means something. So when we begin to understand that the time is of the heaven, by what we read in the word of the Lord, that heaven uh, uh, like, uh, uh, visits the earth during certain particular time, we can posture ourselves and position ourselves and get ready for the visitation, and we can expect it and have faith for it, and God will begin to move. Nothing is a coincidence. Nothing is a coincidence. So prayer and praying at different times, uh, do a research study. Why this time? The Bible said David prayed three times a day. So uh, it's early in the morning, I will rise and, and, and seek you. So so all of this is important. Don't let it become a ritual because what, even what we're doing can end up become a ritual. We're just doing it out of duty, and it becomes grudgery. There's no life in it. Excuse me. Uh, uh, it shouldn't be that way. It should be a time of enjoyment. You want to enjoy the Lord, and you want to hear his voice, and then you want to articulate his heart and his mind in prayer, in intercession warfare. It's not just entering into it's, it's him. I'm coming before him. What is your heart and mind? Because I can do warfare in the flesh. 
But if it's not Holy Spirit led, it's nothing has been accomplished. Absolutely nothing is happening. I can pray scripture, but if it's not Holy Spirit inducing led, then the scripture I'm praying is not full of life. It's only full of life when the Spirit of the Living God uh, uh, empowers it. So all of these things is very important. All right, I don't talk uh, uh, enough. Do you have any question? Okay. Okay. Uh, my wife don't have no question. So evidently, our radio audience do not have any question. Does anyone uh, uh, that has joined us have any kind of questions concerning prayer, intercession, warfare? Uh, anyone that has joined us in our chat room? Now remember, now this is our last night. Now if we don't have any questions, we're just going to go ahead and 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 pray a blessing over you. And uh, and we'll see when the next time the Lord God will uh, allow us to come and join you uh, again on the the master key. But for this particular season, we're going to uh, going to be cutting it off, and this will be our last night. So, do we have anyone? Um, well, my wife says she have a question. That just say us. We're going to cut it off. Um, you mentioned earlier when you was um, speaking about prayer, and you said uh, it can become a a, a, a ritual. How can a person not allow, uh, in other words, for myself, how can I not allow the prayer that I'm getting up, uh, rising at 3 a.m. praying, how can I not allow that to become a ritual, you know, just duty, just a routine? Well, uh, it's going back to intimacy. Uh, my focus, my purpose, I'm not coming at 3 a.m. just to pray. I'm coming at 3 a.m. to come before you. I'm coming to seek you. I'm longing for you. Uh, God will always respond to the man that seek him. Or I can just, what makes it duty is because I'm doing it because this is what I know God wants me to do. Or God, God, uh, I'm doing it because I know it's the right thing to do. But I'm not doing it out of love. So the 3 a.m. prayer should never be prayer if it's not approaching him. My heart should be bent towards him. And then then when there is intimacy, if you would notice really, when you look in the, the patterns in the Bible with prayer, uh, it usually start off with some kind of worship, like the model prayer. Uh, uh, our Father, first approach, you know, ask, not asking for nothing. And not, we're not asking you to deliver us from evil. We're not asking you to provide for us. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed, holy be thy name. When we talk about name, it's talking about holy is your character. Holy is the attributes and characteristics of God. Then when I know the characteristics and attributes of God, he's become, he become real to me. Holy, uh, hallowed be thy name. Hallowed be what name? Jehovah Tisiknenu. The Lord God, my righteousness. Jehovah Makedish, the Lord God, my sanctification. I worship you because you are my righteousness. And then why would I worship him as my righteousness? Maybe you missed God a week ago, yesterday, and the enemy is bombarding you with condemnation, shame, and guilt. So you come before him. That's what made, to me, David's life so powerful. David really lived and walked in 11, 11 a measure of grace. Uh, under the old covenant, before grace entered into the uh, new covenant, but grace was always present, but manifested uh, in in the new covenant. Uh, so he, if you look at some of the songs, God was so real to him. So Jehovah to uh, uh the Lord God, my righteousness. I'm bombarded because I missed it, but I've been asked, asked God to forgive me. I know he's mercy, faith, and just to forgive me, cleanse me from all unrighteousness, but the enemy is still bombarded. When you begin to worship him, it'll it instantly be destroyed. Why? You're taking the focus off of yourself. That's, that's what makes prayer powerful when you, when you begin to do it through the areas of worship. Uh, I worship you, Jehovah Tisignanu. The Lord God, my righteousness. You are the righteousness of my spirit. You are the righteousness of my soul. You are the righteousness of my heart. You are the righteousness of my mind. I thank you for righteous thoughts being poured on the inside of me. I worship you. And anytime you worship anything or anyone, your life begins to take shape towards the one that you worship. If you worship an idol, 
That's why God hates, uh, despises idol worshiping. Because if you worship an idol, you're going to end up uh, being uh, influenced by the very idol that you're worshiping. So when you're worshiping God, you're going to be influenced by the God that you worship. So God ends up becoming to you what you worship him as. That is why it's very important that we understand the uh, the characteristics of God or the names of God. You don't want to know the names of God just because you know the names and you can uh, you can quote names. You want to know the names of God because you want to know what kind of God that you serve, what what the Father is really like. That's why he got all these different names and all these different names, different dimensions of his uh, <clears throat> his character, and so that is going to give you faith. If I know he's a righteous God, if I know he's a healer, Jehovah Rapha, the Lord God of a healer, if I know he's Jehovah or Yahweh, the self-existing God, uh, which comes down to Jehovah Shammah, the Lord God who is present, when that becomes a reality, you know his character, then your faith will be strong and anything come against you then you can begin to worship the God of the situation uh, that is greater than the situation that you're facing at this present time. So it's about him. That's what caused it not to become stale because you're not just doing something. You're really entering into a intimacy with a real God because you know who he is. It's just like uh, you and I have been married uh, uh, 26 years. Now, uh, uh, we kind of know each other, kind of. We, sh we, we should know each other. So there are certain things I will not call on you to do because I know you don't know how to do it. I won't call you to fix up, to, to uh, change your tire. There's certain things I will ask you to do because so, I know you and I know your capability, capabilities. And you know mine. And so when I know God, I can call on him. You is, you're not going to call on me to do some electrical work. That's not my grace. It's the same thing with God. And when he becomes real to you like that, it, it, your prayer life could never go stale. Never go dry or go stale. But a lot of people's prayer life is dry. And it is stale because even we do uh, create prayer focuses and we do a lot of warfare with prayer focuses. But so it becomes duty. I'm doing this. I'm doing this. Or it can become stale because I'm focusing more on the devil than I am God himself. Because what is, what is happening, he's attacking my marriage. He's attacking my children. He's attacking my finances. And I'm just ready to go into battle. Well, David didn't do it that way. When the enemy came and took the children and their spouses and all these things, and as many as men want to kill him, what did he do? The Bible said uh, David encouraged himself in the Lord. He got away from his men, and he went into worship. And, and when he went to worship, watch this right here, then uh, he entered into prayer. He said, Father, he said, Lord, will you deliver these men into my hand? And what the Lord, and the Lord began to speak. First, he encouraged himself in the Lord through worship. In the Lord. He could not encourage himself in the Lord if he didn't know the Lord. So he knew the Lord. He began to worship the Lord. And then he entered into prayer. and said, will you deliver these men into my hand? And God said, go ahead. Pursue, overtake. Uh, I said, pursue, overtake, and, and, and without fail, you recover all. And, and, and then he went in the strength of the, man, the God that he encouraged himself in. And when they recovered all, he said, the Lord has wrought a great battle. Because we are nothing but the instruments on the battlefield, but the God himself came upon us. And we destroyed and we overtook, and there was a great spoil. So that's what causes your prayer life not to be stale. God himself, he must become real to you. And sometimes what we do, and I've done it before, sometimes we enter the prayer, we lead the Holy Spirit. We govern the prayer, and the Holy Spirit don't govern the prayer. And then that's going to be, it's going to be stale because you're going, to, you're going to move in your flesh, and you're going to get tired, and you're going to get weary, and it's going to be frustrated and aggravated. Now, one thing I share with my daughter, uh, I see we've got a couple of questions. One thing I share with my daughter, 
uh, this morning when we was in prayer, she was telling me how she began to she uh, uh, get sleepy at the uh, coming to the end of the prayer. I said, what is happening is there is a war going on. It's not even with the devil. It's with your flesh and your spirit. We 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 our prayer time lasts about two and a half hours uh, uh, that we do in the morning times, about two and a half hours, but. When your spirit man ever break through, see, I've been doing this a long time. It's not hard for my spirit man to break through. You can pray three hours, four hours, five hours, uh, nonstop. When your spirit man is break through and your flesh has been subdued, but that won't happen if you don't do it. You got to keep on doing it and doing it and doing it, and then your spirit man will break through. And that's what carries you for two and three hours of prayer. That's what a lot of people do not understand. So when, uh, but you got to do it though. If you don't do it, it's not going to happen. All right, let's see here. Our first caller. Uh, let me see here. Area code three zero five seven two one. Yes, how can we help you? Uh, do I have you open? Or do I have you on mute here? Let me see. No. I think I have you. Is that, am I doing this right? Erico, three I'm sorry, five. sir. Here I am. Here I am. Oh, okay. Yes, right. sir. I was on mute. I apologize. I wanted to thank you and Dr. Apostolos uh, McKenzie. I've really been blessed by blog talk from the times that I've been on there. And I have a question about developing my intimacy with the Lord. I'm At this point in my life, I'm uh, right now, it seems that I'm – now that I've found out that it's God's desire to lavish his love on me, it's like I'm seeking him more and more and more. So, But I'm not asking for nothing. I'm just praying in the spirit. So is there, is there something that I need to do more, uh, praying in the spirit, you know, like you said, an hour, or, uh, you know, the times of just meditating, uh, getting into the word? Uh, it's, it's like he's on my mind 24-7. And, um, I just want to know, am I on the right track or, you know, it's, and then uh, also I believe during your, uh, you, you know, don't keep, you, you said don't keep that love, but give that love away. And I found out that I'm being blessed by giving that love because the love is not for me. It's, it's for others. But with my time with the Lord, is there something more that I can do uh, besides just uh you know, in my room, meditating, thinking on him, um, praying in the spirit, um, just have a desire just to just to know him more. Well, uh, that's kind of a hard question to answer because only the spirit of God uh, will lead you, and he's probably going to lead everybody a little different. Uh, you said a whole lot of things to answer, really, your own question uh, that oh. you asked. Uh, but... Uh, uh, the Spirit of God is the one that leads us uh, into a greater level of intimacy with Him. Now, to me, one of one of the big uh, uh, issues with the body of Christ uh, is that what uh, Sister Brenda just described here: uh, loving the Lord, having intimacy with Him. But if that is not affecting anybody's life, somebody else. It's all in vain. Think about it. He didn't save me, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, for me to isolate myself and spend quality time with him. But but what is that doing? Whose life is that affecting? Uh, it, it sounds good. That's just like me being a monk. A, a, a monk relationship, nobody's life is impacted by a monk's life. He's, uh, he's secluded in a monastery all of his life to the day he died. Nobody got saved. Nobody got healed. Nobody got delivered. Nobody even sensed any love of God from them. So it was just them and God. Then that is no good because the purpose of Jesus coming was to redeem men back to God. Uh, the seeking to save that which was lost. To down Calvary's cross. Uh, to conquer sin and death. He gave us the ministry of reconciliation. So the greatest expression of love is me allowing myself to be an instrument into the hands of the Holy Spirit that he leads, God, direct, 
He touched somebody, blessed somebody, loved somebody, healed somebody, delivered somebody. So if we don't see Jesus, if Jesus did what we did, what we call intimacy, nobody would have been saved. Nobody would have been healed. Jesus would have been secluded in a mountaintop, just him and the Father, just him and the Father. But we see Jesus very, 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 very active. Only maybe, I don't even think it's five times you can read in the gospel that Jesus uh, anything about anything about Jesus praying? Nowhere. And so the majority of the time, and then when it, sometimes when he did go pray, he got interrupted in his prayer because the multitudes came. They wanted to be healed. They wanted to hear the word. So our greatest expression of love towards the Father is submitting ourselves to him and allowing uh, ourselves to become an instrument in the hands of him for him to do, touch humanity and bless humanity and love humanity through us. And let him choose who to love. Let him choose who to heal, deliver, and set free. And, and, and this is very important that we understand what I'm about to say. God has never commissioned you and me to ever do anything for him. It's not biblical. I'm going to say that he has never commissioned us to do anything for him. He saved us for him to do what he desired to do through us. It's our yielding ourselves, submitting ourselves, and surrendering ourselves to him. And now the Holy Spirit flows through me. But it's not about me working, me doing this, and me doing No, 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 no. He gets no glory out of that. But when you can allow him to be God in you and through you, and he can lead you to somebody. You could be in your house, comfortable, watching the game, listening to some music. He said, get up three houses down the street on your left-hand side. Go there, knock on the door. Somebody just had a heart, a heart attack there. And you go and knock on the door and say, did somebody have a heart attack here? Yeah, how do you know we just called the ambulance? Can I pray? Yeah, come pray. You speak the word of the Lord, it gets up. That's the place that we want to get. Now, who did that? You are the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit. Who led you? The Holy Spirit, because he knows all things. And he came to bless that family. And before you leave there, most likely, that will be a household salvation because what God just did in that house. So our prayer time, our intimacy time, remember prayer is different from warfare, and warfare is different from intercession, but intercession is a form of warfare. So our intimacy with him, if we have it, it's going to be expressed and revealed by how many people's lives have been touched by us. Very important we understand. I hope that answers your question. All right, we have a uh, another uh, caller, area code three hundred five. I should ask Prophet. Do you have any questions yes. on that? Yes. Hello. Uh, yes, how can Hello? I help you? What's your question? Hello. Yes. What is your question? Okay, my question is, um, I don't know. It seems like for some reason, like I'm going through a warfare for the past eight years. I I I um I'm a, I'm saved and I usually pray. And I fast, and for some reason, like, there are times when I begin to pray. I used to be able to fast three, four days without even eating until in the afternoon, and then now every time I start, I start getting sick. Between the fast, I usually feel sick or something has been happening. And then so many things have been happening. Over the eight years, I have an apartment for rent, and everything around there is rented except mine and the people in the association, start giving me a hard time, saying that I'm owing them. And then, every time if I have anybody comes around me, they begin to steal from me, and it's just so many things. And I'm a person do a lot of things, and I give and help people. And I don't know why so many things is just happening against me. And I'm trying to find out what is it I'm doing wrong because I, I have given up all the things that I usually did in the past when I made a stand for God, and I should live the right way and try to pray the way he and do the things he wants me to do. I don't go anywhere except church and I I don't know. It's like sometimes I feel like, you know, even with my own son at one time got in trouble and all of this thing and well that has devastated me a lot and I'm in a better place now, you know, he's in incarcerated but like everything seems like it's 
raging against me for some apparent reason I don't understand. Okay, let's break it down. Now, my question would be to you, uh, are you surprised that these things is happening to you? Some things, because one of the things that devastated me when I when I gave my life and everything to God and I started to, my son started rebelling against me. And then after a while, even though I was, I kept praying and bringing him to God, I baptized him and all of that, then he got in trouble with some friends. I mean, he really didn't do anything, but he, he was the one that got in trouble with them, and these persons were bad people. And he went to jail for a, while, a long while with it. He's still there, and I was kind of devastated with that. Let's let's break it down. Let's break it down. Because this is what happened to a lot of Christians. A lot of people, when they give their life to the Lord, they think that it's over. Um, nothing's going to happen to me. I gave my life to the Lord. So, therefore, since I gave my life to the Lord, uh, my marriage is going to be well. My children are going to be well. My friends are going to be well. Um, uh, you know, I gave up everything to serve you, God, so why is these things happening to me? But why not? I'm going to tell you what I mean by that. Before you and I gave our life to the Lord, we used to belong to, belong to the devil. All of us. He was our father. We was born in sin and shaping iniquity. Do you think that the devil is not angry because you gave your life to the Lord? And the first thing, he, especially when you're a younger Christian, he's going to begin to uh, challenge you uh, in a greater way. That's why it's very important when we first give our life to the Lord that we uh, develop relationship with spiritual mature Christians that understand what is going on, the realm of the spirit. So Satan is going to fight you every step of the way. Number one. Number two, he's going to, and if you have some kind of strength, if he cannot distract you head on, he's going to begin to try to touch everything that is around you to get you frustrated, aggravated, and so you can uh, go back into the world, give up on God because of, of these things happening. That's why people need to get educated when they first get saved. Excuse me. Understand. The cross, what did the cross really do? What did the cross really provided uh, for me? It really defeated Satan. It really defeated principalities and power. It really conquered sin. It really did conquer uh, principalities and powers and the works of darkness. It really, he really did. The cross did. So it's warfare. It's warfare. So the enemy is trying to touch everything around you, your finances, your, your house, and um, the, your departments, you were saying. So all of this, but how he does, he uses people. He touches people. I was just explaining it to somebody today. Uh, uh, the hell that I've gone through from the time I got saved, a lot of it is preparation, but that's how you really learn how to fight. Some things is God, he allowed it to happen, but it's the devil, but he's allowing it because he's trying to teach a strategy. But a lot of Christians never learn the strategy because they're looking in the natural. They're not looking at the source behind the thing because a lot of people don't know. They have no clue. So, But you have a right to protect your son, and you can do it, but a lot of people don't know how to do it. That was the broadcast last night. A young lady asked a question concerning, uh, I think it was her nephew, and I gave an illustration how to do that. Satan have no right to you. Satan have no right to your son. Satan have no right to your property. Because when you gave your life to the Lord, you was purchased by the blood of Jesus. That blood is an eternal blood. That blood cancels all satanic and demonic attacks. Then there's another thing you may, uh, uh, may not be aware of. Sometimes, sometimes the attack may come through your lineage. Because of a, some kind of blood covenant, a blood sacrifice, that your grandparents or great-grandparents or great-great-great, you weren't even born. But it happened five, six, seven generations ago. But you never knew it. Your parents didn't know it. Your grandparents didn't know that a blood sacrifice was offered up for that lineage. And so when that takes place, these demons feel like they have a legal right because they know the average Christian don't understand any of these things. And they will attack you. That's what we would call generational uh, curses are uh, uh, iniquity, sin patterns, where one particular person in the family uh, had heart trouble, and the next generation have heart trouble, and the next generation, that's what you would call iniquity patterns. And these are forces of darkness uh, perpetuating this from generation to generation. But when people don't understand that, people say, well, I'm saved, and Jesus redeemed me from the curse. Yes, he did, but you have to enforce it. That's what people understand. 
He did. But he have, you have to enforce what he did legally. The devil is just not going to fold his hand back and say, all right, I'm not going to try anything because he know the average Christian do not know and do not understand. And a lot of Christians, he know, they're not persistent. If they bind the devil one time, they expect for the devil to be bound. So if the devil resists them, they get up, they quit and give up and say, God, I don't understand. It ain't working. And God is not going to even speak to you because how could it not work? Because Jesus did defeat Satan. You have to be persistent. So this is this is warfare. Uh, you can break that stuff, break that thing, and you can begin to speak. And everything is by faith. And that's the foundation of everything. Everything is by faith. If you're waiting to see something, then we're in sin. Because Jesus made a statement. He said, a crooked and perverse generation look for a sign. Other words, we, we, we need to see something before we believe it. Thomas said, I never believe that Jesus showed up with you guys until I see him, until I put my hand in, his, uh, my hand in the nail print and my hand in the, uh, 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 the, uh, the wound in the side. And Jesus said, blessed is he who believes and have not seen. So you have to reinforce what Jesus really did accomplish on Calvary's cross. And when Jesus rose from the dead, he rose with your salvation, your son's deliverance. He rose with the selling of that property or the renting out of that property. You have to speak that and decree that and to command that. But you find the word of God to stand on and back that up. And that's why a lot of things has, has taken place. But many times he's trying to teach us how to war. Because if I, if I don't learn how to war for myself, I will never know how to war for you. If I never experienced personal victory, I could never lead you into victory. And, and everything you shared, I have been through some of everything. Business-wise, I done went to hell and back. People ripping me off and everything, what the case may be. But they have never prevailed. They have never prevailed. They, and God allow it to teach me warfare strategies. And so by, by the same token, what's your name? My name is Patricia Hughes. Seems like everything Patricia, I let do me, is, let me, let me, do you believe if I speak a word over your life that God will move for you? Yes, I do. You had another question before I pray for you? Well, I'm saying, like, I had had a friend, a, a person that I allowed to live in my house also, two different persons, and she came and she stole all my jewelry. Then another person I had, again, stay in my house, didn't have anywhere to stay, just recently, and they did the same thing. And when, you know, and stayed in my house for like a year and a half, the other one stayed for some years, and they both, both just take everything I've And for some, everybody is always rising up against me, don't care what I do. This is not people. These, these, these people didn't steal from you. The devil stole from you. These people is nothing but an instrument. See, these are fundamentals when it comes to the spiritual world, what I'm talking about. They are fundamentals. And that's where people really miss God at because they look at people. These spirits knows you. Number one, you didn't ask God, consult God. I've been there too, done things without consulting God, trying to help people, and it backfired. And so you have to consult God. A lot of people, Christians, the devil know the majority of Christians is gullible. The majority is gullible. And the devil will use scripture. Oh, this person is in need. If you don't help them, how wild would you ship your bowels of compassion? And the love of God, where's the love of God? That's what the devil's going to, and then you start feeling guilty. So, and so you end up allowing people to come in, they steal your things, but you're bringing a devil with you into your house. Because if, they, if these people steal it from you, who comes to steal, kill, and destroy? The devil. So therefore, if these people steal it from you, they are instruments of Satan, and they're stealing from you. It's not them, because Satan is seeking to kill you, to steal from you and destroy you because evidently there must be a tremendous grace that's on your life and the devil sees it. He's trying to get you to have a nervous breakdown, to get you upset, angry, and quit on God. That's all this stuff is. So therefore, a lot of us set ourselves up for fall because we don't acknowledge the Lord. We don't consult him and wait for an answer. If you're under pressure, people pressuring you to come into your house to do something, it's not God. The Spirit of God will never pressure you, never pressure you. The Spirit of God will always lead you. If you're not hearing anything, you do nothing. That's another mistake Christians make. Well, you know, I, I, I prayed. I said, well, what did he say? Well, he didn't say nothing. So I went ahead and did it. Did that make any sense? Absolutely not. 
but to them it does, and they make experience shipwreck every single time. I just had to break some things up somebody did today. There's a, a lot of people don't understand. There is forces of darkness that's being uh, worked behind the scenes against Christians, and not only for humanity, period, but these are witches and warlocks, human agents that look just like you, talk like you, and, and don't, you don't even know that they, they are an agent of Satan, and they're releasing demonic uh, forces against you, manipulating your life. That's what people don't, Christians, Christ, it's amazing to me, us Christians, we're some of the most gullible people in the world. So easily tricked, so easily uh, deceived, so easily manipulated. And we have the Holy Spirit. That's a great concern. Watch this right here. Uh, you said Patricia, that's your name? Yes, Patricia Hughes. Now, Patricia, today is what? What's today's date? Today's the 10th. The 10th. Uh, the 10th of September 2013, so the date is Tuesday. Now, this is my last broadcast, but you're going to experience a difference by Friday. How could I get in touch with you after this? Um, what is uh, the number to the uh, administrative office? My wife will give you the number to the administrative office. The phone number is 305. Let me get a pen ready quick. Okay. Three. Three zero five. Now, I'm going to speak a word. I'm not going to pray no long prayer either. Okay. What Jesus accomplished on Calvary Cross, baby, is is good enough throughout eternity. I pray to God everybody hear me on, on, on this broadcast today. Satan has really been defeated. And so, therefore, if he's been defeated, then he's operating illegally. He's operating illegally. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 18, I think it's 18, 18, 18, 19, he said, whatever you bind on earth must be what has already been bound in heaven. There's nobody stealing anything in heaven. So I got to bind it here because it's already been bound in heaven. And then, then it's... There's nothing but prosperity in heaven. So, therefore, it's God's will for you to be able to prosper. But I have a loose prosperity here. Father, we just look at Patricia before you, and we deliver Patricia into your hands. Lord, we cancel all satanic and demonic and flesh and manipulation that's been assigned to her even now in the name of the Lord Jesus. And Lord God, those that is working, works of darkness against her, right now in the name of the Lord Jesus, I release the fire of God upon them, every demonic force and their agents in Jesus' mighty name. I speak, decree, and I declare divine vexation upon the enemy and their agents, divine afflictions and divine disturbance upon you even now in Jesus' name. We command you to Loose your grip and your hold. We decree and declare today that we loose right now by the blood of the cross, Patricia, from all satanic and demonic influence and attacks and manipulation, even now in Jesus' name. Not only Patricia, but everyone that's in relationship with her in her property in Jesus' mighty name. Lord God, we thank you for the angelic host being released to war on her behalf even now in Jesus' mighty name. And right now in Jesus' name, we drive out every work of darkness and we drive it out of the region in Jesus' name. But we release the blessings of God upon her. And we release the manifestation and the demonstration of the resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We decree and declare, Lord God, that she has been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb and reconciled in harmony and favor with you, sir, even now in the name of the Lord Jesus. We seal Patricia by the atoning blood of Jesus. It is done, settled, and sealed. And we command what has been stolen. We command it to be restored now. We activate the law of restoration in the name of the Lord Jesus. And we command the enemy to return sevenfold every single thing that you have ever stolen from this woman of God in Jesus. Jesus' name. And by Friday, we decree and declare there will begin to be manifestation of restoration. It's done, settled, and sealed now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you very much. Amen. So Amen. Uh, uh, we're going to ask our radio audience to stand in agreement with Patricia uh, with the prayer that just was released. Let's believe God with her. Uh, one thing I have discovered about God, ladies and gentlemen, when you believe God for somebody else, it's going to happen for you. 
I never seen it fail. Never seen it fail. Now you all watch the Holy Ghost. I love uh, I love the Lord when He manifests Himself uh, over every work of darkness. We're in warfare, ladies and gentlemen. This thing is real. A war has been raging uh, from the time uh, of uh, uh, well, not the time, but before God created the uh, the heavens and the earth. I won't say that heavens and earth, but the earth itself. Uh, war broke out first in heaven. It didn't break out first in the earth. It broke out there. And from that time to this time, there has been consistent warfare against the people of God. Uh, when I say people of God, I'm not talking about the church. I'm talking about humanity at large. Human beings was made in the image and the likeness of God, not the church, human beings. Every man, woman, boy, and girl on the face of the earth was made in the image and the likeness of God. Jesus came and died for the sin of the world. He didn't come and die for the church, the sin of the world. And so, therefore, Satan hates human beings because they are made in the image and the likeness of God. And so, therefore, the warfare is against all humanity. Even the witches and the warlocks, they are being manipulated and deceived. They're agents of Satan. They don't know that, but they're being deceived because Jesus died for them as well. But they have been manipulated by these forces. And how Satan manipulates everybody, he always promised them something. There's never a manipulation without a promise. People, never, people just don't yield to Satan. He promised them something, power, money, whatever the case may be, fame. That's what he promises them. That's what he tried to do with Jesus. In the wilderness of temptation. All right. Um, well, do we have any other question before we uh, depart tonight? We have about uh, about twelve more minutes, thirteen more minutes uh, before our time is up. If we don't have any question, we're going to uh, uh, release you. Do we have anybody in chat? Let's see if we, if we a few people in chat. Okay. Those are some excellent questions. Uh, uh, that was asked tonight, and we pray that uh, uh, the answer that the Holy Spirit gave us tonight was a blessing to you. Uh, my passion is that God really open our understanding uh, to our opponent, to our enemy. Uh, what has amazed me in these uh, 30-some years of, of, of ministering the gospel, what has amazed me is our enemy know more about us than we know about our enemy. They know more about us. And they, they, I mean, they, they know so much about us, they can come in our midst, and, and the average person will not be able to tell a person which or what. You come in, they miss, they're going to know instantaneously if you're a Christian or not. Instantaneous. So we really need to pray and ask God to, uh, to grace us and to help us uh, uh, to be able to discern that the gift of discernment, and that's probably the main gift that everybody should be praying for. Uh, the gift of discernment so we'll be able to know what is God and what is not God so we won't be easily manipulated and tricked and deceived. I never saw so many Christians uh, so easily manipulated and deceived like I see today. And and the ones to me that is more easy, the ones that have been saved a long time. The ones that have been saved a long time. I, I just was having, I had a, 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 a several counseling sessions today and uh, and uh, one of the person was telling me about uh, uh, when he was going through a situation, uh, a person, a member from my church that's been around me for years, called them, and and it was more like a they didn't they said that the person didn't care about them, they just wanted to hear something negative about me. So <laughs> uh, and they were like investigating them and trying to probe them. And uh, and they just started avoiding, avoiding their calls. They didn't want to speak to them. And ladies and gentlemen, it's, it's amazing. This is so elementary. And we talk about spiritual warfare. You can never really be able to deal with demonic forces in the realm of the spirit until I deal with them that challenges me. You got to deal with the ground ground level warfare before you enter into the cosmic level warfare. And that's dealing with E.J. McKenzie, bringing myself subject. And me, going back to the question that Brenda uh, asked about uh, intimacy with God, all intimacy, you can never experience intimacy when there's a focus on yourself. Impossible. It's me forgetting about me, me dying to myself, my will, and I live only for the pleasure of uh, the object of my love, which is my father. That's how the witches and the warlocks become so sensitive. They die out to Satan. They die out to him. And they spirit guide, they do everything they spirit guide tell them to do. But Christians think it's magic. Christians think it's magic. Well, I, I, you know, I go to church. 
I pay my tithes, I get my offering, this should automatically happen. Do you think the devil's going to automatically let anything happen? It ain't magic. You have to let that devil know he cannot have your finances because you are a tithe payer and you are an offering giver, so you can't touch this. God has already, the moment I pay my tithes, the moment I give my offering, a window has already been opened. And the Bible says God will rebuke the devourer for my sake. So I don't even have to rebuke the devil. See, it's the word of God, the reality of the word. Every time you, you pay your tithes, oh, just, say, just say this, rebuke. Because God said, I will rebuke the devourer. I will rebuke the devourer. So I have to be binding the spirit of poverty all the time and like what the case may be. Just say rebuke. And the devil know what you mean when you say rebuke because God said, I will rebuke the devourer. I will. And your fruit should not cast itself from its vine before its time. That's what God's words say. So every time I pay my tithes, rebuke, God just rebuke the devil. Every time you do it, God just rebuke that devil. He got to take his hands off of your property. He got to take his hands off of your investments. He got to take his hands off of your bank account. He got to take his hands off of everything that belongs unto you. Rebuke the Lord. Say, I will rebuke the devourer. You don't have to, not, not you, I will, God said. But what's going to cause him uh, to rebuke the devourer? You activate a rebuke every time you pay your tithes. I'm going to say it again. You activate a God's rebuke every time you pay your tithes. And that devil is rebuked. You ain't going to say it. He's rebuked. And then begin to call in what you need. God, I thank you for divine release. I thank you for divine release. I thank you for commanding your blessing overtake me on the right hand and the left hand. Now, the enemy will challenge that. That's his job. But you, and the reason he's going to challenge that is to see if you're going to be persistent and you really believe it. You got to come to the place that you're willing to go to your grave, knowing and believing what God's promise and God said will never fail you. This is your due season, your set time. 2013 will be your, one of your greatest years. Only to those that believe, God can say anything He wants to, because God says a thing, it does not mean it will come to pass. Only thing will come to pass that what God say when He's speaking about the earth. But He's speaking to you personally. Usually, there's a condition that is involved. When he's speaking to you personally. If you would do this, I would do this. If you would do this, I would do this. If you would do this, I would do this. The majority of the time when God speaks. It's conditional. It's conditional. Usually. It's conditional. The majority of the time. So, therefore, you continue to speak what God says, and then God becomes responsible in carrying this thing out. Well, so like we don't have any other questions at this present time. We have really enjoyed you uh, from the times that we have come and uh, for this year, and we pray that you've really uh, been blessed from um, the master key, and the Lord has brought some kind of elucidation to your mentality concerning anything, the, the several things that we have shared, and uh, we pray that you would take it, you would run with it. You are so loved by God, and that's another thing that enemy wants you to discredit God when you begin to go through things. He wants you uh, to accuse God. Well, if God loved me, why did this happen? If God loved me, because you don't understand love. We try to bring a human perspective of love into a spiritual reality or, or a kingdom reality. God's love is not human love at all. It have no emotion, have no feelings. He really do love you. And many times God's love will be made manifest because he may allow something to happen that he would teach you, train you, educate you in the areas of warfare. Or sometimes he allows somebody to steal from you because he knows you won't give it away just to activate the Lord's rest, rest, uh, restoration. That because he's getting ready to give back to you exceedingly abundantly above all you're able to ask a thing. So he'll allow somebody to steal. That has happened to me. But the return, it will blow your mind. It will blow your mind. I remember somebody, uh, some of you uh, uh, that know us ripped my wife and I off. Years ago, it didn't happen all in one setting, but almost up to $200,000. This person ripped it off this much. This person, this person. We loaned people money. They would pay it back. And, and, and this person and that person. And then one day I said, God, why in the world you allowed it to happen? Because he wouldn't reveal it to me. He was, I, I see things. I'm, I'm able to sense things before it happened. But he closed my eyes and don't, didn't allow me to see it. And the, Lord, and the Lord spoke to me. He said, would you rather for somebody... To rip you off, two hundred thousand, 
and I return two hundred million, or you rather for them for me not allowed to happen? I said, Well, Lord, I think if a lot to happen, don't allow them to pay me back. I take the two hundred million any day. So I'm waiting for the manifestation of this two hundred million of everything that they stole from me. Nobody can steal from you and get away with it. These are divine laws. I need you all to understand it. Nobody can steal from you. Nobody can steal and get away. God sees it all and knows it all, and God will command them to repay it. But you've got to have the right attitude, the right mentality, and you've got to operate by faith. That word cannot fail. That word cannot lie. Let me pray for you. Father, we're so grateful and thankful for this radio audience. Lord, we thank and we pray for this due season, this set time that you have brought the church into. And, Lord God, there is a mighty move that is taking place globally that so many do not understand nor comprehend what is happening at this present time. So many of your people are looking in the natural because they're not able to discern what you're doing in the heavenlies. Oh, God, we pray right now in Jesus' name that you will increase our faith. Increase our faith. Grace us to be men and women of faith. Grace us to trust you with all of our heart, mind, soul, and strength, knowing that you cannot fail us, knowing that you cannot lie. Grace us to know and understand spiritual warfare, prayer, intercession. Grace us to understand and know without a doubt that Satan really was conquered, his cohorts as well. Grace us, Lord God, to embrace Christ as our victor, our conqueror, and our overcomer. And I pray, Lord God, our radio audience, let them, O oh God, experience the blessings of the Lord in 2013, before the 31st, O oh God, of December, before the clock strike 12 and we enter into 2014. Let there be a great manifestation for this, this people, Lord God. Let them know without a shadow of doubt that you are God. And besides you, there is absolutely none else. We ask it now in the name of the Lord Jesus. And we give you all glory. We give you all of the honor, and we do give you all of the praise for your great love towards us and your precious people, Lord God Almighty. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, we enjoyed you guys once again. We will be letting you know uh, uh, once we get ready to come back on when the Lord will permit that to happen. But God have us in the vein right now, and uh, love where we have us. Uh, uh, we're breaking some things open in the realm of the Spirit, and so therefore... Uh, we just want to pray that the spirit of prayer, that's what I've been praying too, that the spirit of prayer will come upon South Florida. The spirit of prayer will come upon every man, woman, boy, and girl, that God will raise up intercessors in South Florida, will stand in the gap and build up the heads that God destroyed, not the land, and that the kingdom of God can be released in South Florida, and that God will release a revival. A revival will break out personally with all of us, uh, that it will break out in our homes, that it can break out in our churches and our communities. Uh, I'm tell, I tell you, when this begins to happen, it's over then. It's over. Well, we love you guys. Appreciate you. We pray that you really will keep us lifted up in prayer. Continue to pray for me as well, my wife and my children. Pray for us that God will use us to be an instrument to be able to advance his kingdom uh, in the earth realm. God bless you. Let the rest of your night be blessed and have a sweet sleep. Well, my wife, you want to say good night? Good night. God bless you all. Did you enjoy them uh, during the time you was online? Yes, I did. Thank you so much for joining us, and we look forward to being back with you whenever the Lord say the same. God bless you. All right. That's the that's the wife of my youth. I thank God for her. Love her greatly, dearly, a tremendous woman of God, and I thank God for uh, her standing with me uh, in the things of God and helping raising my children up uh, in the fear and the ammunition of the Lord. I'm going to have my daughter uh, see her looking, peeping in here in my office, I'm going to have her uh, uh, greet everyone. This is my youngest. Um, and the Lord began, um, she don't know this, but the Lord began to deal with me about her today. And matter of fact, I'm just going to go ahead and share it with her right now uh, uh, um, over this radio audience. But the Lord began to deal with me concerning you, and the Lord spoke to me that the prophetic grace and anointing that is upon my life and your mother, God said he's released that upon you, and you're going to supersede both of us in the, in the areas of the prophetic, said the Spirit of God. And the Lord God said he's opening up dreams and vision, prophetic dreams and prophetic visions unto you in a supernatural way, said the Spirit of God. And the Lord God said you're at the age at this particular time that he's going to break you open. And the Lord God says uh, this is the time uh, that 
that he's going to begin to quicken things to you in a supernatural way, even supernatural recall, supernatural memory, said the Spirit of God. And the Lord God says he's uh, processing you right now. There's a struggle that you're, going, you're experiencing right now between your inner man and your outer man, but you don't understand it. And the Lord God is going to grace me to help you to understand what is happening to you and help you make the transition from your natural man to your spiritual man. And this is the word of the Lord unto you, my youngest daughter, Imani. Greet the people and tell them uh, hello. Good evening, everyone. I thank God for the word that was just given to me by God through my father. And I pray that you guys were blessed by the Blog Talk Radio tonight. And I thank God for you and may God's grace and anointing follow you. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, we love you guys. Appreciate you all. Be blessed, be prosperous, and go forth in the strength and authority and the power of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Good night.